Welcome, everybody, to another episode of the Broken Clock Podcast Gamescast. As always, my name is Adam. And I'm Johnny. And we are guaranteed to be right at least twice a day because that is the motto of the Broken Clock Podcast. John, welcome. Hello. How are you? I'm okay. It's been two weeks since we've heard your voice. I know. And that's my fault. Because I got zapped into the nether regions of a hard drive somewhere. You're somehow locked. Your opinions and thoughts from last week are somehow completely locked uh, in the computer. Joe's are as well. I sent Joe in Tron style to try to get them, and he still isn't back yet. So He's having a blast. He's uh, enjoying it too much. He's yeah. like, I don't, don't want to leave. To be fair, though, he's probably also battling Digital Joe, which is a formidable, formidable foe. Um, so I hope he's okay. Pinhole Joe is probably the best, like, competitive Joe. Yeah. Oh, and that's the thing. Like, it's the best version of Joe. And so he's going to, they're either, A, become best friends, and they're just hanging out in there, and what a fun time that is. Uh, or B, they're locked in a battle of uh, wits, strength, death. Uh, death. Who knows? Uh, but I think he's trapped in the computer trying to get them out, Tron style. Um, so we'll have to go in at some point and see if we can't get him out. Just to help, you know? He'll just be like, no, I'm okay. Yeah. So, I mean, he's trained his whole life for this. You know, he's done plenty of virtual fights and, you know, adventures in the, the digital world. So, you know, he's probably going to be okay. Yeah, I think he'll, he'll be right. Yeah, though he is more of a Pokemon person than a Digimon person. So that may hurt him. He may not understand the digital world the way that a Digimon fan would. They are digital monsters. That's right. And they are the champions. Yeah, the other ones are pocket monsters. Mm -hmm. Um, So you can totally understand your pocket, but the digital world, something completely different. P-Bandai put out, uh, like, re-releases of the original Digimon. Like, the actual, like, Tamagotchi. Oh, yeah, I had those. Yeah, the um, P-Bandai is Premium Bandai. They're, like, a online exclusive like you can only pre-order those things that come out yeah, yeah but they just put out like the first wave of digimons like a couple weeks ago and i was like why <laughs> like what's wrong with you and i think they were like 40 dollars a piece and i was like they didn't change them they're exactly the same because digimon is the vastly superior monster catching game in series i maintain that because that is the one that i watch the most of. <laughs> did uh, you ever watch the original digimon like before the tv series there was a like a 50 minute movie or something like that uh, well, there's the like the first two episodes is a movie, which I definitely owned on VHS as a kid. Is it dark as fuck? I don't think so. I mean, uh, I don't remember it, honestly. I think it's like the, you know, the, obviously the monsters come and attack the city and then they got to like, it's been a really long time since so I've seen it. So maybe it's the same because I watched it recently because someone was like, like the original Digimon was dark as hell. And like Goemon like appears on his like uh balcony in his apartment and then like yeah. tears open the wall and attacks his mom and i'm just like jesus christ what is going on here i feel like that might be the movie they might have yeah they might have taken the movie and then split it into the first two episodes then. yeah i feel like that sounds familiar um because i just remember them like running through the streets and trying to avoid these like giant dinosaurs and monsters yeah they're destroying everything yeah um but i always liked that show i watched i think the first whatever two seasons i guess where they like the first one, they they go in and they're kids, and then the next series where the kids are now like older teenagers yeah. and their younger siblings are now in it, uh, and I think I watched to like the end of that like arc. And so then you was... watched some anime at some point? Yeah, no, Digimon. That was it. That was, and then like I would watch like Pokemon after school and stuff like that. But that was it ran its course at that point. Like I'd see all the tropes then started to grind down on me, and then I was like, no, I'm done now. <laughs> so that was it because you watched the most tropey of two series yes exactly yeah it'd be like watching looney tunes just be like yeah i'm sick of watching like things getting hammered like and, yeah. and dying of acne and then be like i'm never watching a cartoon again 
You know who else thinks that? Anyone that watches Looney Tunes. Like, it's over now. It's not. They tried to bring it back on HBO. It's not as popular. Well, I'm just Looney saying, Tune like, ran its course. You, you'd be watching Looney Tunes and thinking that's all cartoons. Oh, see, that's the thing. Like, I, I know my uh, reasoning for it is bad, and I've talked about it before. It but uh, it's still it's still there, and it's, it's fun to say that I won't watch it ever again, nonetheless. Because it's just kids fighting demons on their way home from school. Maybe they're monsters, but... No. That Digimon movie, they're fighting monsters on their way home from school. They are. The, the two happens. things that you saw. That's it. That's all I'm saying. I'm not saying I'm right. I'm just saying it's it's true. Well, speaking of anime and gaming. Yes. Uh, what did I, you play this week or watch? I actually, I mean, I, I played some stuff, but I did watch all of the Dragon's Dogma anime okay. that's on Netflix. It is adequate. Oh, that's good. It is not great, but it is. But you were expecting the worst watched, going in. I watched it. I watched it all. It does what I hate, and I think I've said this before, that all anime now needs to be like, this is for adults, so here's tits and dicks and and gore for no reason. Like, we get it. Like, I understand animation is a medium for all ages. You don't need to, like, ham-fist proof that this is for adults. Ooh, there's ham-fisting in there? That's a little too much. There's a lot of boobs. (laughs) Um, And there's a decent amount of gore, but, like, gore is kind of just part of the series, I guess. Yeah, Um, I mean... So I'm okay with that. Gore stands out less in a for-adults animated project than sex does. Right. Especially for something where it's about battling and it's about, uh, you know... I don't know Dragon's Dogma, but, like, other adult animated things. It's, like, it's normally about the violence. It's about, you know killing people and things that like kid animation wouldn't do so like the violence doesn't stand out as much but the the nudity does yeah and like the first time it like was really garish was like they come across a couple who's being attacked by goblins but like they first just rip open the woman's shirt i'm like they're animals like they don't who who cares i mean goblins would want to see it i guess but like there's no need for it to be like it didn't lend to anything yeah and then one of the episodes was about um a satyr or what What are the winged beasts like women's that... I was like a satyr is like a dinner in the jewish faith <laughs> no s-a-t-y-r oh okay um but they like have sex with men and then steal their their life soul but like the oh, episodes succubi? yes but i think there's like a the... is that the plural of succubus succubus I... but i think there's like a an, another version that like they have like the black widow spider they're they're a harpy like they have wings okay, and yeah. talons and stuff like that yeah, yeah. and they're shapeshifters but like the episode starts with like her getting like taken from behind out the window and like you can see everything and then she like turns around and she's full it's like all there i'm just like why why yeah this can just be done in like darkness and alluded to like you don't need to see all of it it doesn't need to be animated like this is just proof that like hey guys this is for adults yeah we got titties um look at them don't watch this on the bus (laughs) yeah warning not safe for public viewing yeah um but it was okay like it wasn't it wasn't great. Like, it's a very just meh series. And I'm sure, like, if you like Dragon's Dogma, like, you'll enjoy watching it. Or even if you like just fantasy stuff in general, you'll enjoy watching it. Will you watch a second season? I don't think there will be one. Okay. Just based on how it ends. Okay. Um, but if the hypothetically, if there was, if they, like, found a way to make a second season, would maybe? you watch it? I mean, I, I was pretty much watching it while I was, like, doing eBay stuff. Yeah, so, like, that's fine. Like, I was paying attention, like, to when the battles came on, but, yeah. like, you know, half paying attention. It wasn't something that was, like, fully occupying my attention. No, but that's the thing is, like, shows like that or movies like that, like, exist for a good reason of, like, you know what? I'm not going to say it's the best series ever, but I do enjoy just having it on while I'm at work yeah. or while I'm, like, cleaning the house and I can check in on it from time to time. 
Yeah, it was Sorry, only seven man. episodes long, so it wasn't okay. Like it'll take you two days if you you know want to watch it in two sittings, pretty much. Yeah, and I mean, you had the lowest of expectations going in, right? Because it was just like, oh, it's another one of these like Americanized anime cash in type. Yeah. Things. Well, and luckily this wasn't actually Americanized. This is a fully Japanese production. Oh, cool. But it is a made for Netflix anime, which like yeah. I'm a big Ultraman fan, like, and they have an Ultraman anime which I've watched and liked because I like Ultraman, but it is just the bottom of the barrel. Like it's CGI. So like they just need to make the model and give it bones and then they can do whatever they want. Yeah. Nothing's hand animated. Like, yeah. And that's the way that these kind of things are these days. The like Japanese Netflix anime is they're all CGI and like very minimal efforts put into them, but it's a shuttle for you to go buy the game or buy the merch or, or I mean, whatever. So many of our beloved animated classics from when we were kids are just toy commercials. So. But at least they were hand drawn. Like this is yeah. literally a computer doing 80% of the work. But you can't, you can't say that if, if the computer technology had existed back in the day, they oh, wouldn't no. have just done it full bore the same way. No, Beast Wars. <laughs> yeah, Beast Wars. I mean, a lot of the backgrounds in the Spider-Man animated series are all the 3D. Yeah. And I didn't. Rem- I remember thinking it looked weird back in the day, but not understanding why. Uh, and now I do. Yeah, because it's cheap. <laughs> yeah. So much- and it's easier, yeah. obviously. Um, so that was, that, that's good. What else uh, would you play this week? Uh, I played more Hades. Uh, okay. Now, you didn't get to talk about this last... You did... Uh, and then you it, did it, got it. Deleted. and then I did or on your lost, behalf, rather. Um, but in my angry state of mental fog yeah. from the night, uh, I don't know that I necessarily did a good job of conveying it other than to just say that you loved it and everything. So why don't you gush a little bit about it before getting into the details of like this week? So Hades is still phenomenal. Um, I'm still encountering new stuff, which is bonkers because it's a roguelike game. Like you would think at this point. You'd I, hit the... I've gone through 32 times. Yeah. And then, like, eight at Joe's. Like, <laughs> so I've gone through at least 40 to 50 times, and I'm still encountering new stuff, and I'm still getting better. I'm still getting upgrades. There's still stuff um, at my home base I haven't upgraded yet. There's still dialogue trees I haven't, like, exhausted yet. Okay. So, like, this is probably the most involved roguelike game not probably. This is the most involved roguelike game I've ever played. So it's incredible. I haven't unlocked all the weapons yet. Joe unlocked them all, but like my unlocking trees were going to different things rather than unlocking yeah. all the weapons. So there's six total weapons. There's a sword. There's a lance. There's a shield. There's a bow and arrow. There's uh, a gauntlet and then a gun. So yeah, six weapons. Um, and then you get like things for uh, beating all of the bosses with each one um and then i didn't know what those did because i'm like trying to avoid looking up stuff online to like just get the most of it as i can um but i guess those go to upgrading your weapons which joe and i just figured out randomly last night i was like oh okay that's what titan blood does and elixir and all that um but it's fucking it's great uh i got to the final boss three times now and I can like regularly get around there in every run. Yeah. Um, and it does a thing like I minor spoilers, I guess. I'm not saying who the last boss is, but like you have to fight him twice. Okay. Like, you kill the final boss and then like they're like, Oh, I I'm not dead yet. And you're like, yeah. fuck. Because I, I did it, my heart was like going crazy, and I was like, sorry, Joe, I beat the game for you. I mean, I don't want to necessarily spoil it, but is it who I think it would be given the name of the yes. game? Okay. I mean like that is a spoiler technically, but also like it's about Greek mythology and how many villains could there conceivably be. It's either 
the namesake of the game or the guy you thought was your friend and he's the bad guy from God of War. Like it's yeah, it's really only those two people that you could have as the big bad at the end of something like this. Well, and he may not be the final boss. That's true. My guess is actually something completely different. So, I mean, this isn't a spoiler because the the characters you talk to in the very beginning, but Achilles is is in hell with you, and like most of the Greek gods, you encounter on your way out, and they help you on your way out. But Achilles says, like, here I'm giving you a book go and fill it out with the like the enemies that are there oh so conceivably you you're like look i filled out the book and he's like good now i'm escaping and you're stuck here and you gotta fight him or something my guess is like potentially you, like after the final boss achilles is like you're not done dude like you haven't finished my book yet like now you can fight me and leave or i'll kill you and send you back down so you can fill out my book yeah so that's my guess i don't know if that's true again i haven't looked this up online so if people are yelling at me for being spoilery i don't know this is yeah. this is entirely conjecture and i've only watched a trailer so i can't i can't possibly know yeah and um but like there's another character i haven't even met yet so um because in that book it tells you like there are like a checklist of things to to, to get yeah um and one of them is just says undiscovered at this point. So okay. I haven't even met a character um, who is a god or goddess that I don't know Greek mytholo- Greek mythology that well. But like, yeah, you know the major players. Probably. I know like the major six or eight. Like yeah. I can you know when when I saw their like Ares and Zeus and uh, Artemis, P- Poseidon. And, and, yeah, Poseidon. Yeah, yeah, and like yeah, Artemis, uh, Nyx, um, Odeus. Like there's a bunch of like kind of like bottom tier ones i yeah. guess so, but they're like, hermes He's yeah got her wing shoes yeah um achilles yeah um but there's there's one that i haven't encountered yet and okay. like when hercules could be him i don't met hercules he's the son of a god so i don't know if it counts but he's like yeah but he's kind of god like he's a demigod i guess so maybe he's the on maybe you just haven't met him yet i it could be i mean i you see zeus pretty frequently so um but i got to the final or potential final boss and then lost got sent back down and then it like created a whole new branch off and like when this was when i was at joe's and i'm like damn it like why am i not doing this on my own game <laughs> like yeah i'm progressing further in your game than i am in mine but uh new enemies then showed up and nice. i was like whoa like you would have thought i would have exhausted all the enemies at least yeah. and so now there's new enemy types that were showing up and a whole new um elemental type as well showed up after that cool i don't know if it was because i saw that person and then lost or if it was like the 25th time through or something like that yeah. like if it was like a just a certain amount yeah of was times. it a benchmark or was it a actual like thing in the game yeah but it's i can't i can't say enough good stuff about this game like this might be my game of the year and like i'm not even done with it yet yeah um but it's it's fantastic and I feel like it does enough to make you go like one more run, but without being like, oh, one more run just to like collect shit or yeah. something like that. Like, I feel like every time I go through is not a run to just get gems or a run to get darkness. Like, I feel like every time I go through, I'm like, no, I could do it this time. Yeah, like, you could potentially beat the game. Mm-hmm. So it's it's great. There's tons of stuff to upgrade. There's tons of stuff to level up. There's tons of um stuff in your home base to to level up that actually do things that influence the narrative like it's it's great it's phenomenal so yeah i will continue to gush about that game and like it's 20 bucks like yeah i I think it's 25 now but like but still still, like i i've 
paid $60 for games with less content. Like, this has a shitload of content. It constantly makes me laugh. The music's fantastic. The visuals are great. Like, it's fun. It's not mind-numbing. Like, it's 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 a good game. Yeah. And you picked it up for only 6 so worth it. Yeah, I mean, after all the coupons and the coins and stuff i dumped into it i only spent yeah. like 616 after tax not too shabby not not too shabby at all no it's a fantastic thing for a brand new game that may end up being your favorite game of the year and maybe of this i mean it's definitely my favorite game of the genre so far and yeah. the, dead cells is my favorite game last year and that was a roguelike as well yeah but this does way more stuff than dead cells did granted it's two different types of roguelike dead cells is meant to be speedrun. yeah this is meant to be a narrative game which, yeah, because there's a deep story and unlocking and dialogue trees. And right, right. Lots of, lots of talking going on. Whereas Dead Cells, there's no talking going on. Um, but I played that, and then I played another game that you played that came out. Uh, yeah, uh, Mario 35. I like forgot that it was coming out. Yeah, you sent me a text, and you were like, oh, it's out. And I was like, oh, I guess, I guess it is out today. Yeah. Um, well, because there was... You know, this this got announced back at the Mario 35 celebration, and the my big takeaway from that was the 3D All-Stars, which was the thing I was most excited oh, about. Yeah. Um, so I was like, okay, cool, Mario 35, it's coming October, you know, 1st or whatever. So I put that out of sight, out of mind, because that was several weeks away at the time. Right. And I think it was like, I had to wait, from the announcement, I had to wait two weeks for 3D All-Stars, and then essentially another two weeks until this. So Thursday, I was just like, you know, putzing around in the in the afternoon, actually more anticipating the game that came out Friday, which I'll talk about after. So I completely forgot about it until I think I saw it on Twitter or something and was like, oh, shit, that's today. Fuck, let's do this. And so I downloaded it immediately and like sent you guys the reminder text of like, hey, just in case you forgot, because I did like Mario 35 is out today and we only get it till March or whatever. So might as well get in all of the uh, the playing of it. I can, and I've done a fair amount of it. I, uh, <clears throat> excuse me. Uh, if you didn't see, I did do a little bit of streaming of it on, I think Thursday. Um, didn't do, I did okay, but it was also different. Cause like all the streaming I'd done so far was like through the PS4. And so this was the first oh, time yeah. I like had to run it through like the capture card and the, the computer and stuff. So that was different. Um, so I definitely, there's definitely a learning curve there where like the music was way too loud at the start versus like you couldn't hear what I was saying. Mm-hmm. So it just messing with things. So apologies, I blew your ears out. At the start of that game, yeah. <laughs> um, but I, I love it. I think it's super fun. I understand the gripes of it, which we'll get into a little bit. Um, but I'm still having fun with it. And like, you know, you guys know me. I've, I really like battle royale games. I like that they're, you know, they can be extended gaming sessions, or they can just be, you know, bite-sized little snippets of like, I got a half an hour to kill. I'm not going to load up some right. AAA game, wander around for 20 minutes, and then be done. Like, I can run through, you know, 10 games or whatever in a very short amount of time. Yeah. Um, so I do and I do really enjoy that aspect of it. It's not as um, – it doesn't change very often, but, again, most Battle Royales don't. Like, so it kind of gets repetitive, which I hear people griping about. Uh, but to me, like, I don't know. The point is just to try to beat everybody. I don't really care what I'm doing in it as long as I'm doing well. Um, I and have, you are. <laughs> yeah, I have one. I think I've won four times now. Jesus. Um, I think that was the first night I sent you guys a text where I was like, okay, I did it. I won one. I'm good. Yeah, and um, then a couple minutes later. <laughs> yeah, and then a couple minutes later, I was like, 
you know, I did, I came in second and then I won again. So I sent you guys the picture of the little like chart, which I do love the stat tracking in this game. Yeah. It really breaks it down uh, on a lot of different levels. So I really do enjoy that. Uh, but it was like a graph of your most recent game. So it was like one, two, one. And I was like, okay, c- cool. I think I got this. Uh, when I started though, I thought it was going to be very difficult because Tetris 99 was super difficult. Yeah. I think mostly just because there's 99 people. So you have a lot more to get through. Um, and I feel like you do uh, more damage to someone in Tetris 99 than you do in Mario. Um, so I thought, and like, I think the first time I got second, I was like, okay, I don't know if I'm ever going to get first because like, I'm okay at Mario. Like I'm not a speed runner. I'm not a person who plays like constantly. Um, so I was like, I don't know how long this will go. Cause it seemed like me and the other person in the final two was going for a while to where I was like, how long do I have to like, play against some of these people who are just never die at Mario. Like, yeah. What will that look like and how long will this take? So I thought it was going to be like really difficult. Um, and then ended up playing, you know, a little bit later that night and got, and got a couple of wins. So uh, I'm having a blast with it, but what do you think about Mario? Cause you're not a big Mario guy, right? No. And like, I'm not a big platformer person in general, um, but I gave it a shot. Cause I was like, sure. Why not? Uh, it's free. And like, yeah. I could like it. So initially I started it up and Started, like, playing the game, and I was like, I can't run. And I went to go jump, and run and jump are usually the same button. And I instantly got hit by, the, like, the Koopa in the very beginning. I was like, run and jump are different buttons. Yes. Well, I figured okay. that out okay. after I had to go to the, like, the controls. And it's just like, there's two fucking buttons. Yeah. Um, but I did change it to B and A instead of X and A or something like I that. Think, I think default, it defaults to Y and B. Or whatever. Left and down. Like, whatever those are on the... Yeah, so I changed it to the other one, which feels more natural to me. It's A and B as as opposed to Y and B. Oh, okay. Um, But I was just like, the the fuck? Like, I can't run? And then I had to, like, get used to the fact that pretty much you have to hold down run the whole time now. Like, and it's kind of teaching you a different way to play Mario. Like, usually I just play Mario to get to the end of the level. Like, because that's your goal. Yeah. Now this is, like, get every coin and kill every enemy and all that other stuff and then on top of that it feels super floaty yeah and it, and it definitely like mario one was floatier than like like my most played mario games three yeah and one is definitely floatier than three or at least feels differently you can jump higher you can do different things um and then they modified that again for this game where you get additional time, like multiplications, the more enemies you jump on without touching the ground in between. So like if you bounce from, you know, uh, Goomba to Goomba, you're going to get like two, four, six, eight extra seconds added on. Because in addition to just having to defeat waves of enemies, there is also a timer like there is in Standard Mario, where if you hit zero, you're dead. Like that's it. Yeah. Um, and so killing enemies gets you additional time. And so in order to make it so that way you can get tons of extra time i think they made it a little bit more floaty so that way you could bounce from goomba to goomba a little bit easier than you would have with the regular physics of it um i can't even control myself in the air like to begin with most of the times i was dying i was just dying to my own poor platforming skills yeah and i mean that's gonna be a hurdle for anybody like it's a hurdle for me too because there'll be times where like i'll run and i'll make the jump and i'll get hit like in midair by you know a goomba that's falling and because i'm touched it then like completely stops my progress and i just fall or i'll be like oh i think i've got this and i just missed the jump i'm just like oh fuck 
Yeah, I think like one three is like my worst level because it's mostly just platforming with like oh, death drops. Yeah. yeah. And like I'll get like seventy five percent of the way through the level and then like I'll overshoot a jump or something yep. like that. And I'm just like, come on, like. Yeah, there's one in that where like the platforms are moving and they're both moving like together and apart, and I always. Like, there'll be times where I'll be running as it's going backwards, and so my momentum isn't taking me as far as I need to go, and I just miss it. I'm just like, what What the fuck am I doing? Yeah. Because there's nothing more frustrating than losing because of something you did. Like, it'd be one thing if you just got mowed down by a bunch of enemies, because you're like, you know what? I just, I got hit. Like, what are you going to do? But right. like, when you miss a platforming thing, you're just like, son of a bitch. Yeah, it's 100% your fault. Yeah, like, ah, I, I should have done better. Like, I'm going to do another one. I did, like, a couple where it was, like, getting okay like i could finish in the top 10 i mean that's not great that's the top 30 percent. but like i think fourth was the highest i had ever gotten and i consistently got around seven and eight for a couple rounds yeah um but then like one time i died because i was jumping back to jump on a goomba and overshot it and then it just walked into me and i was like fuck like yeah. this has everything to do with me and not the game which i, I mean that's fine uh but it just was incredibly frustrating and then I got to the point where I was just getting more mad than I was enjoying it, so I just put it down. And I then I was like, oh, maybe I'll jump in and play a couple rounds of Fall Guys and did the same thing where I just was like, nope, just I'm not good at the game and the gravity is just weird. And I just got really frustrated and deleted it. <laughs> Fall Guys like broke for me this week. Like, I don't know if it's just I was playing a ton of 3D Mario and that was messing with like my mind or whatever, but it seemed like the controller was also just like broken when I tried to play because I... There's only like a week left in the uh, in the season, yeah. Um, so I was trying to get to max level um, to get the trophy and just to be like be done with it, yeah. Uh, and I went into play, and there would be times where I'd be holding the stick forward, and my guy would just stop running full speed, then sometimes stop running, and I'd be like, "What the hell is happening?" So like there would be times where I'd be going like on the seesaw, and I'm trying to make the jump to the seesaw. And he wouldn't get full momentum because he would just kind of like slow to a crawl. And I don't understand why. Um, I kind of, I don't know if I just like, just forgot how to play the game because then it took me having to like use the camera control to control where I was going as opposed to using the joystick to control where I was going. And that kind of helped a little bit, but it seemed like if I wavered from center, even the slightest little bit, like my guy stopped running and I don't remember it being like that you know, two weeks ago. Yeah. Um, so that was super frustrating for me, but I was able to max out and do everything like that. That's so, good. Uh, I'm waiting for the next season on the uh, the 8th of October to kind of get back into it full. But I I also had to do a thing where like, I got the trophy for like, get a legendary of everything. Yeah. Which was frustrating as hell because I've been checking every day and there was no legendary color. And so I was like, I just need that legendary color. Like I'm good. And finally one showed up and I, it was two crowns, and I had one. And I was like, fuck, that means I got to win. You got to win, yeah. And I got to win today, because then who knows when I'm going to see this again. Uh, and so thankfully, was able to fight through the fucked up controls, or my fucked up brain yeah. for those controls, um, and got lucky enough to get a jump showdown final, which is the one that, like, I don't need to have joystick controls to get to. Oh, like, yeah, you just need to time your jumps. Like, I'm not going to win Fall Mountain when, when I can't, like, control the character right now. I'm not going to win the tail one if I can't control the character. Hexagon, you need to be constantly moving, so yeah. I'm just fucked if I get that. Jump Showdown is the only one I could conceivably win. I thankfully did uh, did get that, so that was good. So yeah, I got that trophy as well. I played around and, like, got through the... It was, like, the Break Down the Walls one. Yeah. Um, And just, like... 
kept getting stuck behind people and then like constantly falling. Like I just wasn't standing up and then people were jumping on top of me and like, then I would fall over because people were jumping on top of me yeah. and then I would be going downhill and then I was falling over and I was just like, gravity isn't, doesn't work like this in real life. Like I understand it's a game and it's supposed it's to be goofy. Anthropomorphic jelly beans. But it just Nothing made me real really life. frustrated. Yeah. And then I was like, fine, one more round after this. And it was the very first one was like the um, travel while the goo's coming up from oh, the ground. Climb. Um, and I got to like the triangles in the very first jump. And then I, I was just everyone's platform. And like within seconds, I was eliminated. The goo yeah. didn't even touch me. It, it was just like, you're eliminated. I was like, the fuck? So maybe if like your character just lays on the ground for long enough, you are automatically eliminated. Um, that one, I've, I've definitely had a thing where like I bounced on the little like triangle thing and I somehow like fell through the level, but didn't, I've had that happen once or twice where I was like waiting around and the goo wasn't near me, but then like I died as if the goo had touched me. So I don't know if it's just, you didn't see it touch you, but like it reached your level, your, your hit. I, so I don't know. I don't but that know. has happened to me before. But that too. was like, it was just two kicks in the nuts repeatedly. So I was like, fuck this game. I'm never yeah. going to play it again. I just deleted it. No, I do. I do love that game as well, but it can be frustrating. It was certainly frustrating this week. Um, but Mario 35, getting back to that. Yeah. Um, I, I love it. I get that it, th- there needs to be more variation. It is basically just world one one over and over and over again but like i'm good at that one so okay like if it was every single level in the mario game i probably would have less fun with it because i wouldn't be as good at the later levels and granted that's probably you know what a lot of the top tier like mario players want is to have the be the harder levels because they know they're the ones that are good at it um but i i'm okay with it because i'm winning right now I played the, like, there's two, there's just, like, the Roulette 35 or whatever I think it's called. Um, yeah, just 35-player battle, and then there's event battle. Well, and is... then there's event battle that you get certain coins, or you start with a certain amount of coins, and you start at a random level every time. Yeah, and it, but it's, like, a set series of levels that you go through for that event. Yeah, and I think it's, I, I think they reset every couple of days or something. But um, I did that when the first day it came out and like you started off in one of the water levels and I was like, oh, this is interesting because like this depends on enemies more than it does on platforming skill. So I'm much more likely going to get through this faster. Yeah. So that I think I got through the furthest I got in one of those. And then I, I did it again a couple days ago and it was a different one. And you started off in the very last level of Mario where like uh, Bowser's right at the end. Yeah. Um, and I was going through slow because like the circle... Um, like fireball yeah the fire sticks stick things i was like trying to pace myself underneath it and by the time i got to the end there was like six koopas or um uh, six bowsers and i luckily made it over all of them but like sent it to another player who just instantly died i was like yeah and i think i got seventh on that one so i do better when it's the opposite of you where it's not world one one over and over again yeah it's not depending on like how well i can jump from platform to platform but how many enemies i can kill and how fast i can get through the level well that's why i like world one one is because there isn't a ton of platforming to it but if you just get spanned with enemies like so far my like and i guess feel free to take my strategy just don't beat me with my own strategy and i'm sure it's not new i'm sure a lot of people do it but like i switched my attacking to attackers so that way anyone that fights me i fight them back which just gives me more enemies because honestly having more enemies on your screen is the best thing you can have because that means you don't have a low timer ever, and you can constantly be sending things to other people. Yeah. And so as long as you've got the fire flower and know where some stars are strategically placed throughout the level, it's, I mean, you just run roughshod through those enemies. Like, 
if you have the fire flower, you just spam that button and you're granted, you only get one second if you use the fire flower, which can impact your ability to like stack. But if you just run through enough people or if you get a star and have a ton of shit on your screen, like you're good to go. Uh, I try to maintain like nearly 400 seconds and I pretty routinely do it because I know where the stars are hidden. I know where the, you know, all the power up blocks are. Because if you have the fire flower and you get another one, that's 15 extra seconds added to your um, to your timer. Yeah. And then obviously jumping on the flag at the top not only wipes out all the enemies on the ground below, which can give you big chunks of seconds, uh, but it also you know gives you 15 seconds on top of that to begin with. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, it's basically just fire flower spamming and make sure you get um, you know as many coins as you can. I don't necessarily go for every coin. Mostly because I feel like in the levels, there's a good balance of getting them on your way as opposed to having like to go out of your way to get like random ones here or there. Yeah. Uh, and as long as you've got a decent amount of coins for if you get hit, like you never ever want to be small Mario if you can help it. No, because it just means that you're going to die. Yeah, this, you're, this you're one you hit away. Um, so anytime I get to small Mario, I use the like the question mark roulette thing, which I do love that is in this game. I do like that as well. Because um, that just gives you that ability to like, not be small like i wonder how good i would be at the game if that wasn't there i feel like i wouldn't be nearly as good i didn't realize that until like maybe five or six rounds in i because saw it like doesn't the thing do a that, good job explaining it no the, the only like thing that showed me it was just like your daily challenge was like use the roulette once and i was like what the fuck is the roulette like what am i what am i gonna use and i was like what's the point of coins like i didn't i didn't understand any of that and then um when I played the event thing, it says, like, you start with a certain amount of coins for the roulette wheel or something. Like, it, it, it yeah. explains it in there, but it doesn't explain it anywhere else. And I was like, oh, that's what the point of coins is. Yeah, that's the point of coins in-game is to get the roulette wheel, <laughs> yeah. uh, which you can then – you can – it costs 20 to use the roulette wheel, but you don't have to – thankfully, you can still earn coins and, like, you can then just use the roulette wheel twice in a row as opposed to being like – you get 20 and it stops counting, which oh, yeah. could have been the case, but I'm glad that it's not. So, yeah, I usually stockpile that. I try to have at least 100 coins uh, so that way I can, you know, go through a bunch of times. Because, like, in water levels, you're fucked if you don't have the fire flower. Because you can't kill anybody. Right. Unless you're walking on the bottom floor of the water where you can jump on, you know, uh, Goombas that way. But otherwise, like that's just time wasted because you just have to fly through and you can't kill anybody in the water unless you have firepower and there's no question mark blocks in that level. No, but there is a, there's like maybe 20 coins. There's a decent amount of coins. Yeah. Yeah. So you can get a roulette wheel, um, but then you could get the pow block and that's helpful, but not what you want. You want the fire flower or a star. Yeah. So yeah, I'm I'm having a blast with it. Um, I mean, I would like to think I'll continue playing this for long term. I don't, no, like I may not make it to March. I would love for this to be a thing that just exists all the time. And I still hate that they're planning to take it away. Hopefully they don't. Hopefully the player base is steady enough where they're like, guys, we're still seeing tons of people playing this game. Like we should just keep it up. What if they move it to Mario 2 or more or, or more Mario 3? Yeah, fine. Like if they want to. Yeah, if that's if that's the plan, yeah. I'm, I'm all for it. I want a Mario 35 to exist in some form, whether the next one is Mario 2 or Mario 3 or Mario World or New Super Mario Brothers or whatever it is, I want there to exist a Mario 35 or a Mario Battle Royale or whatever. Yeah. Whatever they want to call it. Like, if this is the test run for a Mario Battle Royale game that has, you know, costume microtransactions and looks more like a Fortnite or a Fall Guys, fine. I just want the game to exist. Yeah. 
Um, so if that's the plan, then, then it is what it is. Um, but yeah, no, I, I, I really enjoyed that game. I had a lot of fun with it. I think I'd be better if it was two or three. Like, I don't, I didn't play the first one very much as a kid. I mean, I did, but like, it was to beat the game and yeah. it's not a terribly long game, but two, I think I played the most. And I mean, maybe three, I mean, two and three are about the same for me in like the amount I played them, but oh, yeah, I think no, I would threes. do better using those as opposed to using just Mario one. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it'll be interesting to see what they do if they put other skins on it for other games or what. If it happens, yeah. Yeah, but I think that'd be cool. Uh, the other game I played this week was something I was super excited for as it got closer and closer was uh, Star Wars Squadrons came out on Friday. Uh, as I've talked about being ready and prepared for weeks, I got my flight stick, which also helped me get a PS5 somehow, uh, <laughs> and that I was there to pick up the flight stick the day the pre-orders went live. Uh, but I got my VR headset. Um <clears throat> And then reviews started coming in for the single player, and it was getting good reviews, and I was super excited for it. I finished reading uh, From a Certain Point of View, the book that retells the first Star Wars movie from side characters' points of view. Yep. And, like, the last few chapters are all talking about, like, the Death Star trench run, so it's all about pilots. It's all about gearing up and flying and, like, facing off against the Empire. So, like, I was ready and raring to go for this game, and it's fun. Uh, it kind of looks like butt in the PSVR, but that's the PSVR's fault. It doesn't look like butt when I'm playing like on TV like mm. with controller or whatever. Um, but I, I'm not going to play it in anything other than VR with flight stick. Uh, and it's hard. It's it's very much a flight simulator-esque game where uh, it's arcadey, sure. But they're also like you have to like play it correctly, like as if you're really flying. Right. So it's ace combat. Yeah. More so than like, you know. Snoopy's Red Baron, whatever that game on Xbox. <laughs> Crimson was. Empire, Crimson, Crimson Skies, Crimson Skies. Yeah. yeah. Um. So that there's definitely a learning curve there because I am not an Ace Combat player. Like I am not a flight simulator person. Uh, you know, I've played them, but sparingly. Like this is not a genre of games that I'm normally into. Yeah. Um. It would be like if the pod racing game was like Gran Turismo when all you've played is grid or need for speed. Right. Like it's a very different set of skills. Uh, and I'm also not used to playing with a flight stick. So that's also a learning curve, but it's one where it's like, I probably would be having more fun if I was using the, and I'm, I am having fun. I'm not, that's not to say that I'm not having fun, um, but I probably would be better at it and maybe having more fun if I was using a controller and just like watching on the TV, which is certainly a viable option. And maybe when it comes to multiplayer, if my, skills with joysticks and vr doesn't step itself up yeah um then that might be the case but like i only want to play this in vr with the flight stick it just it's super immersive it's really cool to be in the cockpit i don't normally get motion sick with vr games it can happen from time to time but nothing like that has happened there are certain times where like i'll play a vr game and i'll take the headset off and i'll kind of have that like not a headache but just that like hazy feel of like what floaty yeah like what was i just doing where was i like weirdness yeah i get none of that with this game um it might be because there's no ground kind of i think that might be it because like there are certain segments in the story where you have to like quote unquote walk around or spin to like talk to different people yeah and then like select the doorway to go through it and so there's a little bit of that but for the most part you're sitting in your cockpit of your x-wing or your tie fighter or whatever ship you're using and I don't know. It just feels like, it just feels like flying. It's really cool. Uh, I, uh, I definitely want to play more of it. I played the prologue of the story and then part of the first mission. And again, I'm not great at it. Cause I don't like, I don't have that sense of like 
turning, like zero turning in the thing and like trying to find my bearings to find like the ships and stuff like that. Like I've got the radar and you've got, you know, different icons on your screen to show you like where the bad guys are, but it's still like figuring out how to get your ship to go where you want it to. Uh, and it also seems like every other ship is way faster than I am. And I don't know if that's just because I don't know how to handle my ship yet. Yeah, I'm probably. still very much on like, and I'm not playing on the easiest difficulty setting, which is story mode, which is you just want to experience the story and who gives a shit about the difficulty. I think I'm playing on pilot, which is just like, we're going to give you some, but it's not going to be overpoweringly like difficult. Yeah. I think, I mean, you'd probably rather play it on that anyway. Yeah, I don't want to play it just on story mode. Uh, I want to have some challenge to it, but I'm not going to go on, like, you know, ace difficulty level. Right. Like, I'm not there yet. Uh, I also am, like, my HUD is still up and everything like that. Though there is a mode where you can turn all that stuff off and you just have to rely on the instrument panel in front of you, which is highly detailed. And I find myself looking at that more than the prompts that are on the screen telling me what to do to, like, look at my, you know, where is my power? Is it diverted to shields? Is it diverted to lasers? Like, what am I doing? Yeah. Uh, and so that's pretty cool. I think the only hindrance is the PSVR does have an underpowered headset. So it doesn't look as great as it could. And given the reviews that I saw of people reviewing it on their PCs with their Oculuses or their whatevers, um, seem to think more highly of the VR. Even though the VR is good, it's just you're limited by the, you know, the PSVR's screen resolution. Right. Uh, but I, I'm going to continue playing this. I want to, the story is only about like six hours long. So, um, it's a $40 game though. <laughs> yeah. It'll probably be longer because I'm bad at it. Uh, but that's fine. Like I don't mind like cutting my teeth in the story mode, um, to learn, you know, new things and get better at the game. Uh, so I'm going to continue playing it. Uh, and are you going to keep your flight stick? Yeah, I think so. I want to get good with the flight stick. Cause that's the more, it would feel weird playing it with the headset, and the controller, I feel like that would be breaking like the immersion for me uh, if I'm going to be playing in VR, which is, that is the plan. Yeah. Like I said, once you get done with the single player, the game is all about the multiplayer, which I have not tried yet because I am garbage uh, at the game. Well, which you're, is just, you're learning. Well, exactly. So like, I want to play through at least the story mode before jumping into any multiplayer. Um, but I feel like there may be instances where I'm like, oh, you know what? I just want to hop in a quick couple rounds of multiplayer i'm not going to bust the headset out i'm not going to get the flight stick out i'm just going to play controller Mm -hmm. um which like it'll probably be easy enough to understand the buttons given that i'll remember them from the flight stick but know where they are a lot easier on the controller because i use it all the time um but i want to specifically play this in vr with the flight stick because that seems like it's going to be the most fun way to play it because it's like um immersive right and that's what i want out of this because i'm you know i'm not a big flight simulator ace combat type player so i don't think i would be like sucked in playing with controller and regular tv so i want to keep that like that immersion with the headset to be a star warsian pilot yeah uh but yeah i think it's cool if you at all like flight games i think and star wars this will be right up your alley if you're just a star wars fan but don't necessarily like the dog fighting aspect of it it's really all it is so there's not like you know if you played dog fighting missions in battlefront or anything like that it's very similar obviously with another level of control given it's more sim like nature Mm -hmm. so you can you know you might still have fun with it it's hard to say um and if you like if you have a flight stick or vr or both i feel like this is a must get because I mean, it checks all of those boxes. 
the only downside to playing the whole thing in VR is the cutscenes aren't in VR. They're in just like you're watching it on a movie screen, which is a little uh, kind of a bummer. But uh, so far, you know, no complaints, really. Oh, so you don't like actually see them. It's just you're you're watching a screen of things. Yeah, it's like you're watching the, a movie theater oh, screen of the cutscenes. But like the cutscenes are, I mean, they're whatever. The second they're done, you're back in the cockpit and you're flying. Right. And so um, that's also kind of like a nice breather to not have to be in 3D the whole time or VR the whole time, which, you know, can give people headaches and, mm-hmm. and nausea and stuff like that. So maybe if the cutscenes were that, like if I was in a cutscene and my character was walking alongside the general... I might be like, oh, okay, uh, the motion, it's weirding me out. Um, right, the difference so, between controlling your motion and it being dragged. Yeah, so it's possible that that's actually helpful that they don't have that. Yeah. And that I'm just, you know, watching a movie to give it kind of that uh, that break. But overall, I definitely want to get more into it and definitely want to continue, you know, to get better. And I think it's I think it's fun so far, um, but I just need to get better at it for it to, like, reach that next level. Yeah. But it's living up to what you expected it to be, which is good. Oh, absolutely. And for 40 bucks, like, granted, I went out and spent 80 just on the flight stick to get the $40 <laughs> game or whatever. Right. But, I don't know, so far I think it's worth it. That's good. Uh, all right. That'll do it for what we've been playing. So we'll jump into the lightning round, not lightning round for this week. Uh, and we'll start with some good news, bad news. Uh, the good news is you're going to get Cyberpunk 2077 on November the 19th when they said... Uh, that it's going to be released after multiple delays. Uh, the bad news is if you work on Cyberpunk 2077, that means you no longer have Saturdays to yourself, or Sundays, I guess, depending on your schedule. Uh, as CD Projekt Red announced this week that they were, or I don't, it wasn't an announcement, I think it was a leak or a leaked memo or whatever. However, the news broke um, that Cyberpunk was instituting mandatory overtime, six-day work weeks, um, as a crunch period to finish Cyberpunk uh, in time for its November 19th launch. I believe they, if they haven't already, they're very close to sending the game out for certification so it can quote unquote go gold, which means that all this extra work is bug fixes and clipping and all these different things that will be available in the day one patch. So, I mean, we've talked about crunch, obviously yeah. it's a part of the industry. We've also talked about delays and I think we're both on the same page of to ship the game when it's done. Just, Take the time that you yeah, need. Yeah, delayed as many times as you need. To get the game, you know, it'd be better if you didn't tell us release dates two years ahead of time that you know you're never going to make. Um, more games probably need to do the, we announce it, it comes out next month, or we announce it, it comes out in two months, because we know that we're ready to go on it. Um, but this is obviously a game that's been in development for like 10 years or something like that, yeah, I think. a long time. Yeah, so... Um, this has obviously caused some backlash because CD Projekt Red, as early as this year, was like, no crunch, no mandatory overtime. We don't believe in that. We don't think it makes for the best work. It doesn't make for the best employees. We're not going to do it. Lo and behold, they have to do it. Um, so what do you think about uh, Cyber Crunch 2077? I, I don't know. Like, Yeah, it sucks that like over, overtime and crunch time exists, but it kind of exists in pretty much any job anyway. Yeah. Um, so yes, that's not a happy thing, especially since the company went out and said like, we're never going to do this. But also they also said that like the employees are fine with it or something like that. Yeah. I mean, they did say that the employees are being properly compensated for the overtime. This isn't, Hey, your salary and you have to work an extra day and you get nothing for it. This is, 
We're making you work Saturdays or making you work Sundays in addition to your regular Monday through Friday, 9 to 5, 10 to 6, whatever it is. But don't worry, you're being paid for that day at time and a half overtime. Plus, a lot of times when people do mandatory overtime, it's also like, we brought in donuts for breakfast and there's pizza for lunch. And like, we're... Well, my guess is they're working from home now. (laughs) True. Yeah, but like... Or it's, it's probably like you get double vacation time. Yeah, or, you know, it's time and a half, but like you can expense lunches or whatever. So like go, don't worry about paying for, you know, we're giving you something additional to ease the fact that we know we're being dicks about yeah. this. Uh, that's typically how stuff like that at least should work. And granted, some places will do, hey, mandatory overtime, but don't worry, we're getting a pizza party every Friday. It's like, no, I want money, asshole. Like, or I want my Saturday back. Like. You giving me lunch one day a week isn't making up for the fact that you're making me work an extra day. Like, that's not good. That's what my, I mean, my last job did that. Where, yeah. like, at the end of the month was crunch time. And they're like, you may stay until 10 o'clock at night, but we're going to get pizza. I'm like, no, I want overtime. Yeah, like, I want time and a half or double or whatever. And they're like, no, you just come in late tomorrow. And I'm like, no, pizza <laughs> yeah. does not make up for this. Yeah. <laughs> I Listen, I'm not going to turn down the pizza, but that doesn't make it better. Right. I will eat the pizza, but yeah. I'm not going to eat it willingly. <laughs> I'm eating it in protest. <laughs> yes. Uh, where it's like, I'm still going to eat it, and the end result is still the same, where I'm still doing the same amount of work, and I'm eating the pizza. But I just want you to know I'm not happy about it. So... Not next time. And then, of course, next time. Yeah. Um, but, like, also, this instance of Cyberpunk, like, I mean, they're definitely working from home. So, if I had the option to work from home and work six days a week, I'd be like, yeah, that's fine. Like, I'm going to have the TV going most of the time anyway. Or, like, you know, I don't have to get dressed up and go into work to do this. Yeah. So, the overtime, the mandatory overtime is less of a burden, I guess. Granted, yeah. I don't have a social life in general, so like, there well, are people who are like, "Oh, it means I don't get to see my kids, or I don't get to go to the beach, or whatever they do on the weekend." Yeah, yeah, I think that's where it becomes, you know, cumbersome is when you do have like a family, like, you have got a wife, or you got kids, where it's like, "Oh, it's the fall, like we're going." And granted, twenty twenty is a clusterfuck of a year in terms of doing anything outside anyway, but right. like. This would be the time where it's like, oh, we're going apple picking or we're going and doing like a hayride with the kids that like daddy can't come to because he's got to go, you know, make the neon just look the best neon it could be. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and make sure that like when the Keanu Reeves is walking down the street. Cyber nipples his, are still shiny. Yeah. And that like his arm isn't flailing outside of itself. Uh, so daddy's got to work on that while we go do these like activities. So like it sucks. It I, I'm sure they were prepared for it. The employees were. I can't imagine anyone saw the memo six months ago, eight months ago that said like, no, we're not guys, no crunch, no mandatory overtime. Like that's the plan. I'm sure there's almost nobody there that didn't roll their eyes and go, uh huh. Okay. Sure. Sure. We've been crunching the whole time. Yeah. I mean, this did some of the articles do say that some employees have been working nights and weekends for more than a year. Granted that may have been a voluntary thing of like who wants the overtime, who wants to stay, and that would be, like, where people like you are like, sure, if you're going to pay me, then, like, yeah, whatever, I'll do it. I, mean, I got nothing yeah. else going on. My last job, I was just like, all right, I will work 48 hours a week if you want me to. Like, yeah, if you want to pay for that. I'm I will fine. gladly work the overtime. It's yeah. just an extra hour every day. Like, it's not a big deal. Yeah. So, um, the, the got some quotes here. Um, so, the studio head Adam Badowski said, I take it upon myself to receive the full backlash of this decision. 
Uh, I know it is in direct opposition to what we said about crunch. It's also in direct opposition to what I personally grew to believe a while back, that crunch should never be the answer, but we've extended all other possible means of navigating the situation, um, but didn't say what those things were that they've tried. Um, the only thing they didn't try was delaying it again, which like, granted, we don't work in game development. We don't work in game publishing. We don't know how difficult it is to make a decision to push a game. Yeah. Uh, obviously there's been some high profile pushes this year with things like halo infinite uh, that there's a lot that must go into that decision making so i don't know what they've tried already but i don't know pushing it to spring i don't know that it would have been that bad granted like, i think they just want to get it out before christmas if this was any other time of year like yeah. if this was supposed to come out in january but like it was supposed to come out in march or may originally wasn't it um yeah, it was May like 17th or something like that. April 16th. April 16th. Uh, was when it was originally supposed to come out. Then it got pushed to September 17th and now November 19th. So they were already planning to release it in the spring. I guess I don't know why they didn't do it one more time. Just make it the full year push. Put it out maybe next year. Maybe it's somewhere in their contract that they can't push it a certain amount of times. Yeah, maybe. I don't I don't know. Um, but that would be, I think, would be the option that they didn't try. It was another delay. But, yeah, or like the fact that all of their media is already out already, they couldn't delay it again. Oh, I mean, every like all their merch is out. Like I've been seeing the action figures for a character for a game that isn't coming out for yeah, still another two months, and I still see the and... the pop figures. The I think they're McFarland figures mm-hmm. of like the main character Keanu Reeves. Keanu Reeves playing a guitar. Like I've seen all kinds of merch for it. Same thing with like the art book is already out. Yeah, like so you could know more about the lore of this game without actually playing it <laughs> right now yeah. than anything. It's been like that for a lot of things in 2020, though. Like all the you know Black Widow merch came out, all the Wonder Woman merch is out. Oh, like yeah. for movies that just aren't coming out. Get for your Dorito bag. This is Wonder Woman coming out in July. <laughs> yeah. Um, so all that stuff is out. So like I saw like Halloween costumes for characters that are in Wonder Woman that you don't actually know or have seen yet, oh, where it's geez. like. Here's the cheetah uh, from Wonder Woman. It's like, no one knows if they want to be that character. Nobody knows that they want to dress up as them because they don't know if that character's cool because yeah. nobody's ever seen it. So, yeah, I I mean, I, I guess it would have been a difficult thing and it probably would have bummed a lot of people out to push it. And... Well, I just mean like the advertisements are have the date on them oh, yeah. already. So like Keanu Reeves has, has his ads where he's just like, in the world of cyber. Yeah. Um, so November like 19th. they would have to change that again. Yeah. Or confuse people. So I think that's probably a big thing is the fact that lots of stuff has been published and is out with a release date on it that now pushing that again would confuse people even more. Yeah. So I'm sure it's a cost benefit analysis of like, well, we can pay the overtime for six days for mandatory six days a week, or we could spend the money to rework all of our advertising posters, box art, everything that we've had for the last six months that says November 19th. Uh, and start fresh like so i'm sure it was just like a which one's cheaper and more effective so hopefully all of the employees that are forced to work these extra hours are okay with doing so that it doesn't negatively impact their health or their family's health or anything like that um, we obviously you know wish the best for anyone who has to put in that kind of extra work yeah. uh, and we know it's not easy and hopefully at the end of the day they're they're compensated correctly they're treated correctly um and they can you know put out the best version of this game that hopefully it seems like a lot of people will go out and buy and enjoy and you know if they get back-end royalties or anything like that then hopefully they they get their their due it's gonna sell just as well as it would normally 
Like, I don't think, unless this is a Tony Hawk 5 or 8 or whatever, is like the game is just a disc that fuels the download sort of thing. Oh, yeah, I don't think it's that. Um, then I think it'll be fine. Yeah, so uh, we'll see what the uh, the end result is coming up in like a month and a half. We're less than that. Uh, all right, lightning round. Uh, we've got some next-gen information. We talked a little bit about, or I guess I did. I don't know how to refer to last week's conversation. We did talk about it. We did talk you about it. You didn't hear it. Uh, you didn't hear it. You heard me recapping it. But we talked a little bit about the uh, save situations for Spider-Man PS4 to Spider-Man PS4 Remastered and how your saves won't carry over from the PS4 version to the next-gen version. It will for Miles. They did confirm that this week, where if you start Miles on PS4 and then buy Miles on or play Miles on PS5, your save will transfer over because it's technically the same game. Um, Spider-Man PS4 and Spider-Man Remastered on PS5 are not the same game because not only will your save uh, files not transfer over, the face of Peter Parker will also not transfer over. Uh, from the PS4 to the PS5. Thing, but yes. uh, as this week, we got our first real look at Spider-Man uh, PS4 Remastered. It looks gorgeous. There's new shadows, there's new lighting, ray tracing. But what about the puddles? So many puddles on the ground. You can see all of the reflections in all of the puddles. Uh, if Spider-Man leans on the side of the building, it's got a great reflection. It looks beautiful. It looks awesome. Uh, what looks a little weird, though, is Peter Parker's brand new face. Uh, as they switched out the facial model for Peter Parker in the two games uh, to have a completely different look to him. John, what did you think when you first saw this new and improved, maybe, if you think that, uh, Peter Parker? I I don't mind it. I think he looks more like a teenager than the original one did. Granted, people are saying he kind of looks like Tom Holland, which... He does kind of look like Tom Holland. He does but we've seen two stills like we don't know what this dude looks like in action no but i but like even the model like even the guy that they got kind of looks like tom holland so i don't know that that's necessarily why they went with him but it is weird to see it um i feel like this is a weirder like budget dollar store version of tom holland than the complaints of the avengers games where everyone's like it looks like the budget avengers of the mcu and it's like no no they're separate people it's separate characters. It's a different universe. Stop comparing them to the movies. They also look like their comic counterparts. Just stop it. Yeah. This one's a little bit weirder because it's like they changed it from looking like its own separate thing, which looked good and fine, to making it like, – by trying to make it look like almost the, the MCU character. So it's kind of the reverse well, I don't know if of they the were Avengers. I don't think they were trying aiming to either. For it. it just happened to be – they're like, okay, well, who, who is the most Spider-Man looking actor that we can get that – or, you know, that would be Peter Parker. Yeah. And it just happened to be someone who looks like Tom Holland because Tom Holland is the Spider-Man we know of in the movies right now. Yeah. So um, the the reason for this, if you're wondering why they would need to change models other than to make him look more Tom Hollandy, which again I don't think is the yeah I don't think that's the, the goal. Case. Uh, basically, they said that they needed a a facial actor model whose like bone structure and facial movements were more in line with the voice actor Yuri something whose name I don't have in front of me. Um, to make it to fit better with his uh, motion capture data on the next generation, something with the additional things they're doing as part of the remaster didn't work with the old actor's facial, you know, model. So it didn't quite line up. So they had to get a new person, which I guess I believe it still seems a little weird that like next gen and a remaster somehow made it where the face didn't work anymore. I think this is contractual stuff, mostly. 
Like, I think this is somewhere hidden in Disney dollars that says, oh, no, you got to put a new face on Spider-Man if it's on a new system. Yeah, or like, you know, technically it's a new game, so they'd have to pay that guy again for a sequel or whatever. Um, I think this will be jarring when it comes to the sequel. If you never played Spider-Man Remastered on PS4, if you just played Marvel Spider-Man and then you played Marvel Spider-Man 2 and you like you buy a PS5 to play Spider-Man 2 whenever it comes out in a year or two or three. And you're like, wait, Peter looks completely fucking different. What the fuck is going on? I don't know. I mean, he looks different in, I mean, how many, we've had three iterations of Marvel movie Spider-Man. Yeah, but they're never sequels. Like you never change from, it's like, it would be like if you didn't follow the, you know, the behind the scenes thing of like Iron Man to Iron Man 2 where Rhodey's a different actor altogether. Like this. Or Batman. Yeah, but the, yeah, but like even then, they're not sequels technically. They're well, new universes. No, Kate Beckinsale turned into Sad Face Gyllenhaal. Oh, uh, Kate Holmes. Katie Holmes. What did I say? Kate Hudson. Oh yeah, Katie Holmes yeah. turns into Maggie Gyllenhaal. Yeah. Um. So yeah, I mean, like that that stuff's happened in the movies, but I can't think of it happening in the games where like a direct sequel, the main character has a whole new face. So it it might be, and like it's going to be jarring know. at first because. People have a connection. Obviously, the internet melted down because any change, the internet's going to melt down. No, everyone freaked out about it. I was just like, it's a video game. And also, like, you don't see his face all that much. I mean, you do. And spoilers, I guess, for this three-year-old game almost. You know, the parts that really I think people connected with the character and the actor playing the, you know, the facial model for this, along with the, you know, the actor giving the dialogue is like, the scenes where like Aunt May's dying and it's like, okay, that's really sad. And like the emotion that you see on the face of the character in the game comes through and shines through. Hopefully they wouldn't degrade that experience with this new face. And I don't think they will, but I think people rightfully so are like, I had a connection to this character. I watched, you know, this character emote the death of a beloved, you know, his beloved Aunt May and I connected to that or whatever. It'll be weird to see someone else doing that. Hopefully, it's still just as good. But again, we won't know until we actually play the game. Because all we did get was a couple of screenshots and one scene where, uh, like, Doc Ock puts the arms on for the first time. But also, like, this is a game that still exists. You can still go back and play it if you are so attached to Peter's face that you can play the PS4 version. Yes, but sequels will have the new guy's face, so... Will it? I mean, will they? We don't know. I think it would have to if the reasoning for the facial animations and the actor's motion capture data lines up. I would think. But you'd... what if they rehire Yuri to do it again? Well, and he's then... still doing the voice. Like, uh, I forget the other guys' names. It's like one of them's Ben and one of them's somebody else. Right. But what if they hire OG Peter to, like, when the sequel comes out, to redo the fo- face of it for the original game? So, like. <laughs> I mean, I, I would prefer that, I think, at this point. We, Mostly just because I haven't played the new version yet. Um, I don't know. I would think it would just be this guy going forward. Uh, the only other thing I don't like is, that, and you touched on it, was that he does look more like a teenager. But this Peter Parker is supposed to be like 22, 24. Granted, Tom the, Holland is in almost 30. Like. Well, and, the, and the guy that got to play the uh, the new face is like 25. Yeah. So like he is the right age, but he does look way more of a baby face. Because like, yeah, Tom Holland's in his 20s now, but he's playing Peter Parker in high school. This is a Peter Parker who got bit at 16 and is now 24. Like he's been Spider-Man for eight years or whatever it is. So the, I thought the other guy did a better job of looking like a superhero for eight years in terms of age. Whereas this kid looks like a little bit more fresh. So 
you know. I guess it, we'll uh, it also depends on how you like your Spidey. Like, I yeah. like high school Spidey more than I like adulty Spidey, if that makes sense. Well, yeah, and I thought the original face was right in the middle. I thought he was a good, like, I buy him as someone younger, but I also buy him as someone in his 20s. Mm-hmm. Whereas this kid looks like just younger, maybe 19. So, it's a, and granted, you don't see his face that much. Haven't got to play it yet. Haven't really got to see any of the emotion or the acting in the face as of yet. Um, so it's jarring. I don't think it's going to bother me past the first couple of times you get to see the face. It'll just become the new face at that point. Um, so The voice is still the same, which is really the only thing that matters to me. Yeah. Because that's most of what you get to spend the time with is his little quips as you're swinging around and mm. punching dudes and whatever. Being in the suit, obviously none of that changes. So the fact that his face is different, I don't really care. Yeah. I, like, I'm kind of bummed. It was kind of jarring at first, but I think ultimately in the end, it's just going to be a thing that's fine. Yeah. Whatever. Uh, and this, the more you game, you start to play with this character, like, sequels and if he shows up in miles he might i don't know that i think would be the biggest concern is if peter shows up in the miles game but it's the ps4 pete and not the remastered pete that came with the miles game but then that would be again they're the wrong reason they said they had to redo it because it was a ps5 game like yeah so yeah so i i don't know what'll show up in miles but that would be really jarring and would throw a wrench into the whole thing but yeah Ultimately, we're going to play it. It's still going to be the same fantastic game, so that's really all that matters. Uh, lightning round. Um, this Peter Parker Spider-Man Remastered is an expansion to Miles on the PS5. We got other expansion news uh, for Pokemon as we got the second expansion release date. Uh, John, when is that coming out? Uh, so originally they said November. It actually still says November in the um, Nintendo Switch store, which is funny. Uh, but it's going to be out on October 22nd, which is only a couple weeks away. Yeah, yeah um, three weeks away. But in that announcement, they also announced like a bunch of cool things for people who were into Pokemon. Um, you can buy, come November 9th, I believe, the um, sword or shield with the DLC on the cartridge. Oh, cool. Which is great for people who haven't played it at all yet. Like so this I've, is the Game of the Year edition, essentially. Yes, but it's actually on the cartridge. Like Usually the Game of the Year stuff is like, the same shitty disc or the same like you know thing and then a download code for the yeah it it goes it varies from game to game some games are like that and some games are everything's packed on the disc it's there for you no problem but this one is all going to be on the cart which is nice especially for like i mean like tyler hasn't picked it up yet but now he can buy the whole experience yeah um or if you have crappy internet like if you live in a part of the world or the country that has crap internet and you hate downloading expansions or anything like that and this is perfect for you but um it's gonna be 90 bucks so you don't pay the five dollar physical tax because it's the same price as the dlc and the the cart to begin with yeah um which is nice it would be nice if it's cheaper but this is nintendo and and it's also pokemon so yeah nothing ever goes down in price no especially for these franchises um they also announced that uh a bunch of the stuff for like the in-game dlc uh reworks like we talked about this in length about the pokemon that weren't in the game um and like are slowly being added in they announced that all of the legendaries are going to be in the game now so every legendary from every pokemon game if you have them in your box or in your games you can now transfer them into um, oh that's awesome come october 22nd still yeah so now every i mean my favorite legendary is huo and it wasn't in 
the I mean, granted, I, I didn't port it over, but like now I can. Yeah. Um, but also now I can because Pokemon Go is getting added to uh, Home, which yes. is getting added to uh, Shield yep. or Sword and Shield. And to celebrate that, if you transfer a Pokemon from Pokemon Go to Home, you will get an object in Go that unlocks Meltan, which is a Pokemon that was only available in Go, that will unlock a Mega um, or a G-Max version in Shield in, or Sword and Shield. Oh, cool. So this will be the only time Meltan is now in Sword and Shield and the only time it is Mega um, Evolved as well. Cool. Uh, I mean, people were glitching and like the uh, you could see them in, in raid battles and stuff like that from people who had fucked with the game or whatever yeah um but this is the only gmax meltan ever that will ever be ever be available and it's free if you have pokemon go and home so do you automatically have to have it in go already or you get it in go and then you get it and then you can move it to home and get it in sort of so you transfer a pokemon from go to home you get an item in go that is the a pre-evolved version of it i don't remember remember what it's called it's like a little gear um and then that you can you get a mystery gift in Pokemon Shields that will be the same thing, but it, it will evolve into a G-Max Meltan. And just to confirm, this is Pokemon Go, the mobile game, not Let's Go Eevee, Let's Go Pikachu, right? Right. This okay. is the mobile game version. Yeah. Gotcha. Which is nice because it's also reinvigorated like my want to play Go because I do have a Huo in, in Pokemon Go. Yeah. And that will be transferred over into Pokemon Sword and Shield. Um, I don't know if they're removed from Pokemon Go. I don't know that yet. Um, yeah. I didn't look enough, um, because then that might affect whether or not I want to keep it there because yeah. it is a f- nice raid Pokemon for raids and stuff in, in go. Um, they also announced that all of the, um, Pokemon, uh, Pikachu wearing ashes or trainers hats are going to be given out for free. Okay. Um, one every Friday. And then there's like one on a Monday or something like that in October, um, with just a code. Um, so I think there's three available right now. I don't know if they're still available, but every Friday there will be a new one. I'm sure if you just go to the Pokemon website, you can find it. Um, but those are neat. Like they've been giving out the Pikachu hat Pikachus in most of the games. So like Joe's like, oh, I already have them already. I'm like, well, now I can have two of them. Yeah. Like, why not? Or three if you want to do it. In you have a whole team of them. Um, but I mean, I'm always down for free. Yeah. Like promo Pokemon, especially when it's, they're just like, hey, yeah, just put the code in. Just um, do it. So I think there's six of them total. They gave out the first two Ash ones because there's Ash wearing the like hat with the L in it from the anime. Um, and then there's Red slash Ash when the first series came around yeah. where it wasn't the L. It was like a green like circle co like Almost a Pokeball, but like not kind of thing. Uh, it, w- it looks like the Japanese character Ko, um, but it's just like two like ups. It's parentheses swapped the other way around. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then the Game Boy Advanced hat is available as of Friday. Cool. And I think it's just like Pikachu Advance, but there's no eyes, so it's like P1KAA Advanced. Um, so that's nice. I'm always down for more Poke shit, but I haven't actually beat the first DLC, so maybe it'll make me go back and beat the first DLC before the second one comes out. Yeah. So I mean, you've on got twenty second, and you've got a couple weeks to do so. So yeah, that'll be a nice little like you know, thing to get you going. And it's getting me moving. So I've been taking my Pokemon for a walk around the parking lots of my apartment complex because I have no life. <laughs> there you go. Hey, taking a Pokemon for a walk is the best kind of life that you can have. That's true. So I don't, don't belittle that. 
that option. So, yeah, no, cool stuff coming to uh, Pokemon later this month. Uh, Lightning Round, something else that's new and coming soon to a Nintendo franchise near you. Uh, We got our next look at the newest, or first look at the newest Smash Brothers Ultimate uh, next character in their character pass. Uh, There was a little video uh, this week where I forget the creator's name, but he went through and... Uh, you know, showed off everybody, uh, Mr. Sakurai, Sakurai yeah, uh, went through and, you know, showed off the newest characters. Now, it's not just one character coming. I mean, it is, but there's like skins, it's Shadow Echo, Echo Fighters or whatever, um, to show you the next things. And apparently it's something the internet's been clamoring for forever. I don't know. I didn't, anyone who is clever for this i didn't think it was possible uh apparently a lot of other people didn't think it was possible but uh people still erupted in praise online when it was revealed uh that steve is coming to super smash brothers ultimate now i say the word steve just the name steve. steve and you're probably like steve who i don't know who that is and the reason you might be saying that is you might not be a huge minecraft fan as steve is the main protagonist of the game minecraft uh it is confirmed that steve Alex, uh, Enderman, and a Creeper are all going to be uh, playable. Um, so, cool. Uh, I, I don't yeah. care. I, if you're going to have one Microsoft property be in Smash, it would be Master Chief. Uh, and I think like lots of people were like, bro, <laughs> you, you put Steven over Master Chief? But could you imagine if the only game that featured Master Chief to come out this year would be Super Smash Bros. Ultimate and not Halo Infinite? If I told you that six months ago. But it, the game's been out forever. No, so I know. technically it's not. Yeah, but like if if Master Chief if the only thing the only new way to play Master Chief this year was Smash Brothers and not No, they actually put something on PC recently. Um I think like Reach got put on uh steam or something like that like oh yeah but a halo game got released on a new console yeah but that's not a new way to play masters like those are games that existed already what well, is a new technical I, way to play it? i guess yeah but i mean i don't i don't think master chief is coming to smash i don't think that's i feel like that's way too far out there to put their flagship character in a nintendo game that way i, I also don't, don't think We've it's necessarily something snake there sakurai would necessarily want to do just because i don't think halo has that kind of fandom in japan the way that like metal gear does so uh but apparently sakurai is a big fan of minecraft i guess he said that before which is why people had thought that this might have been a possibility at some point um but yeah mine minecraft steve it's gonna be in smash uh the character from the video looks more like a game and watch style character in that it's not so much about that character punching or kicking or using a sword though he does do that uh it's more about the things that you can do with the environment and like the attacks are you know he he builds a fence around you and you're stuck there and then you explode or something like there's it's not so much just a physical close range thing it's more about like you know blocks shoot up from the ground and that does damage to you the way that like you know game and watch or um like Ness or somebody has like things, but they're not so much about punching and kicking. I mean, it makes sense because the combat in Minecraft is just tapping the same button over and over again and, you know, hitting somebody with an object in your hand. It's not like he doesn't have a kick or an uppercut or something like that. So they kind of have to come up with their own attacks. And I did like that the like victory thing was like him building a house. <laughs> like uh, that looked pretty funny, but. I just don't 
when I think of Minecraft, I don't think of fighting in it. Like, no. That's, you're taking a character and then putting it in a different type of game. Although I guess if you played, because you didn't really play Dungeons, did you? I did. Uh, so I guess maybe that's more fighty based in terms of like, it's more attack based than regular sure, Minecraft. Sure, yeah, because it's a hack and slash game. Yeah, so it's not the first time, but yeah, it is definitely not something I ever would have thought was needed or wanted for this franchise. But um, it actually looks like I miss I misspoke in terms of Enderman and the zombie. Those are in the video, but it doesn't, I don't think they're playable necessarily. They might be me fighter skins. Uh, but the character itself is uh, Steve and it's Alex. And there's three costumes for each. So that would kind of give you essentially six variations to choose from uh, as part of this. You can get it with the, you know, the fighter pass, but you can also just buy the Minecraft pack by itself as well. Uh, if you're looking to just get the Minecraft, the other, the only cool thing that I saw from this in terms of something that I thought was fun, uh, was the, like the renders of what Kirby will look like when he swallows Steve. Oh yeah. I saw that. And then turn into a block. I think that's funnier. Kirby. Yeah. than having, you know, Minecraft Steve in the game, but I mean, it's sure. whatever. I feel like I'd want to try the character, but I definitely do not want to purchase it. It's a game I don't play. So like, I don't really care, but it just seemed like an odd choice to me. Yeah, I don't I don't play with any regularity uh, anymore either. And I definitely haven't bought the fighter passes just because none of them have been characters I care about. Um, so I won't be playing this one. Like if someone else I knew had it and had the pass, like I would try the character out. But not a, I don't care enough to no. to want to purchase it. But cool for those that love Minecraft and Smash and we're hoping that some kind of Minecraft something could come into smash uh you've you've finally gotten your wish uh lightning round uh we got the news a couple weeks ago um the ea play ea's subscription service that gives you trials to new games and gives you free access to some older games uh was coming as part of the xbox uh games pass ultimate we now have a release date for that and is the same day as the series x series s launch of november the 10th so coming november 10th if you are a games pass ultimate subscriber you will automatically get access to ea play and their library of games i assume they'll just be in the same game pass like folder that you can search from Uh, i don't know that you'll have to download the ea play app separate than that i don't think they would make you do that that seems ridiculous yeah um but you know hey stranger things have happened so those will be available they also did say that it seems like um a lot of those games on EA Play will also be playable via xCloud as well. Um, so that's pretty cool. I know that like November, December is usually when like Madden comes to EA Play because it's it's basically past the point in which it, the this season is... The season's is, almost over. Yeah, so they, they're okay giving it out four year, five bucks a month or whatever it would have been on EA Play. Um, so uh, I like EA Play for what it is. I usually only use it for the like the trials of games. Just to be like, okay, I'll play Madden for 10 hours or whatever, and then I'm done with it. Or five hours, or I forget how long the duration is. But then you're like, you're done with it, and it's fine. Uh, but like, you'll be able to try out Squadrons, I would think, is on there. You know, New Maddens, new FIFAs, new NHLs NHL, will probably yeah, have probably. the the trials. So if you're someone who has Games Pass and you're paying your 15 bucks a month, you just got access to a bunch more games. So that's pretty cool stuff. I know Madden 20 is already on Games Pass, but maybe Madden 21 will be there a lot sooner. Well, you already played Madden 21 if you played Madden 20. <laughs> For the most part. I don't. <laughs> I haven't actually played Madden 21, so I don't know what differences there are. But granted, they're, they're reuse a lot of the same assets going back as far as Madden 19. So we'll, uh, we'll see what that looks like. <laughs> but that's pretty cool. Uh, it obviously just makes the 
the best deal in gaming even better. Yeah. So uh, we'll see what that looks like come November the 10th. Uh, lightning round. This is also the time of the month where we get the next uh, wave of free games coming. Uh, some of them are already out for the Xbox, as we've already hit November the first, which was Thursday. October the first. October the first. What did I say? November. November. I'm a month ahead. I'm just. I, October has nothing in it for me anymore. I just want PS5 Day and Xbox Series X Day to come, which is early November. So we can. We'll start. Just skip over all of October. We'll start it on the 31st, just so we can still have Halloween. It's a Saturday. It'll be a whole bunch of fun. Uh, and then it's November and New Games time and election and all the fun things that November has to to, to bring. I just want to skip October. You can't blame me. But um, yeah, the PlayStation Plus games for October will come this Tuesday. Um, so we'll start with the Xbox games. I have not heard of a single one of these. Really? Uh, yeah. We've got Slay Away Camp Butcher's Cut. A campy 80s throwback where you play as a villain named Skullface and you try to terrify camp counselors and guests in each of its isometric puzzles. Um, so that's available for the whole month of October. Um, the game that's available the second half is Made of Skur, a short but sweet British horror game in a similar vein as Amnesia and Resident Evil 7. Um, so that's available from the 16th to November 15th. Uh, your backwards compatible games for the month of October are Sphinx and the Cursed Mummy. And the second half of the month, you get the kid-friendly Halloween tale costume quest. Uh no idea what any of those games are. I'm surprised you haven't heard of Costume Quest. That's uh, Tim Schafer. What's that? Double Fine? Double Fine. It's a Double Fine game. Gotcha. Um, and they've given out Costume Quest 2 before they gave out Costume Quest 1. Like Weird. Costume Quest 2, I think, was a Games with Gold game like two years ago. Huh. But I don't care about any of them anyway. Yeah, I, so... I haven't turned on my Xbox in ages. Actually, it turned on in front of me the other day. Oh, it has done that. Yeah, well, it like, usually turns on when I'm not in the room, but I was like sitting there and watching something, and it turned on, and I was just like, what are you doing? I don't want to use you. Stop it. You're so needy. It turns on when it's humid. Huh. Interesting. Uh, I don't have a technical reason for why that could possibly uh, be. It's a touch sensor front, uh, so, so I think that sweats. like when it gets humid, like it thinks that something has touched it. I was nowhere near it, and it just turned on by its own. It's just like sweat activates your currently existing fingerprint, and that... I don't know. I've I've looked it up online countless times, and people are like, yeah, mine turns on all the time. Don't Weird. know why. Huh. Uh, anyway, your PlayStation Plus games for the month are uh, Need for Speed, Payback, and vampire, vampire, V A M P Y R. Yeah, that 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 one. So I guess uh, Need for Speed could be cool. I I like racing games and I like arcadey racing games. Um, so that could be fun. I've Tyler's the only person I've heard that says good stuff about vampire. But I mean, I've... to be fair, I've heard good things about vampire, vamp, whatever. I don't. I haven't decided on how I'm going to call it from now on. So I'm just going to go interchangeably back Vampy. and forth. Yeah, the vamp game. Um, I like. I've heard good things. I, it's just not a genre. I'm not a vampires no, guy. I'm not a, you know, Dracula, Bram Stoker, none of that. Like, I don't know. It doesn't. I am when you're Castlevania, like, or like when you're the Belmonts. But that's pretty much it. Like, yeah. I don't really want to be a vampire, and that's the point of this game. But. Yeah. I will, I'll put it in my library and maybe if I'm like feeling the need to give it a shot, I'll give it a shot, but I'm more going to be playing probably Need for Speed because it's like a six hour short experience. Yeah. And I mean, granted it is, you know, hashtag spooky season. 
Uh, it is October. I've been watching a horror movie every day. So it's the perfect time for a game like yeah. this. And obviously all of the Xbox ones are all had Halloween-esque themes. Yeah. Mummies and costumes and, and whatnot. So cool, I guess. Uh, but yeah, like I've heard good things. Tyler gushed about it when he was in a vampire kick, you know, last year or a few months ago or whatever it was. Time has no meaning. I don't know. Um, I mean, it was when it came out. So it was at least a year ago. Yeah. So, you know, I trust the opinions of the people I've heard good things from. So that is a free game. Awesome. It's it's free. It's not going to hurt. Yeah. But ultimately it's not a thing that I think either one of us will really check out. No. Uh, I also remembered that they also give Stadia Pro games, which actually had quite a few good ones this month. Um, So if you have Stadia Pro, these are the games you will get for free. Dead by Daylight, uh, which I guess is also launching with its new, like, um, choice play feature on Stadia, where, like, if you're a streamer, the audience can dictate what things that you should do. Oh, that's neat. And that this will be a game that very much relies on decision-making in terms of, like, what you want to go for to escape the bad guy. Yeah. Um, so that's kind of fun uh, that that feature is kind of launching uh, alongside this being a free game on Stadia. So that's cool. Um, it's also cross-play with all other platforms. Um, so that way you can play with anybody regardless of platform. So it's been free on pretty much everything since then. Yeah, I was gonna say like technically we could probably. I know last year we talked about playing this in October when we got it for free on PlayStation Plus. Yeah. But now technically, like I could play it on Stadia with you being on PlayStation Plus or Joe being on like you know Xbox or whatever. Yeah. Um. So we might actually be able to get like a good you know group or whatever because I think Skip also probably has it too. I tried it. It's okay. Yeah, I would like to try it. I just never have been in the mood to. But the fact that I don't have to install it and keep it updated with Stadia means that I might oh, actually true. Yeah. play it. Make room on your fucking exactly. hard drive with 190 gigs of Call of Duty. Uh, so other games, Human Fall Flat. Uh, looks like it is a platforming game um, where each dreamscape is on its own challenges. And you're, you are out to climb, jump, and snowboard over whatever it throws at you. Uh, the new DLC for Superhot, Superhot Mind Control Delete, is a free game for Stadia. Uh, and I think the regular Super Hot is also still free uh, as part of the pro membership. So I know you had talked about maybe wanting to try that Bomberman online. Uh, you did enjoy Super Hot. Did not get the DLC for free, I don't think. No, because so, I gotten the game for free, so it wouldn't give me the DLC for free. Yeah. So this might be a way of you know giving the DLC a shot. Yeah. Uh, again, for free. You could just do a month's trial and be done with it. Um, we also have Jotun Valhalla Edition uh lara croft temple of osiris and celeste is also a free stadia game uh this month so uh quite a good selection of free games should you be a stadia pro member or want to take advantage of that uh you can do so in the month of october lightning round you know how we love our lawsuits here at the broken clock podcast games task well we've got a new one uh and this one involves uh, a game that we no, and sometimes love, sometimes hate in WWE 2K games. Uh, Take Two, the parent company of 2K, uh, is being sued by a tattoo artist who claims that Take Two's use of Randy Orton's tattoos in their game violates her uh, intellectual property of her tattoos. Uh, so, John, you have tattoos. How do you feel about the tattoo artist potentially owning the art that is put on your body? I have to pee. <laughs> Oh, like legitimately? Yeah, lightning round pause. Okay, Okay, so you've peed. I have peed. Okay. And I do have tattoos. You do? Um, So how do you feel about them potentially owning the rights to the artwork that's on your body? 
Uh, well, given one of them is a Star Wars logo, I don't feel too bad about it myself. Um, yeah, Disney technically owns your left calf. Yeah, um, which is, that's going to get covered up eventually. But <laughs> um, the it's an odd thing, because like, I can see some semblance of like, yeah, you don't want your art replicated, but like, it has to be in the same media. Like, I know there are tattoo artists who... Uh, will tattoo something in their style and then have someone like see it on the internet and then like bring it to their tattoo artist and be like, Oh, I want this on my body. And like that I think has grounds to, I mean, maybe not legal repercussions, like issues because like, I mean, it's a painter copying a painting essentially. It's just on someone's body. Yeah. But the fact that it's in a different media seems like an odd thing to go after because then anytime Randy Orton is, encapsulated in a photo or a video like you're not going after the wwe network or like commercials like i don't know what network any of those are on usa like you're not going after usa and be like hey i need money for every time he's on screen yeah and it's the same thing of like the rock is in the fast and furious movies and they make toys of the rocks character in the fast and furious movies and granted it's different because he's playing a separate character whereas like randy orton is still the Randy guy Orton. named yeah. Randy Orton. Um, so, like, it's kind of different in that aspect, but, like, they're not going after... Like, the person who did all of The Rock's tribal tattoos isn't going after Universal and being like, hey, every single... Uh, I don't even remember his characters, Hobbs and Hobbs. Orshaw. Yeah. Uh, every time Hobbs' action figure comes out, <laughs> you're not like, hey, give me that scratch, because right. I made all those tribals. Um, so, and I guess this kind of started back in, like, 2009 when WWE was putting out, like... Remember when fake tattoo sleeves was like a thing where like you could yes. go buy like a spandex sleeve of fake tattoos? Yeah, I used to have them for when I was like doing youth group stuff because you had to have thugs and stuff like that. So. Oh, so like and you were doing skits at Yeah, at, yeah uh, you would Bible get them camp. for like, oh, you're playing the bad guy, throw on the, the tattoo sleeve. <laughs> that is awful. That sounds... Uh, it, it was just as bad as you would think. Yeah. Oh, uh, yeah. No, it was... It was, it was something about an adult telling you like this is how you're going to be a bad boy and like telling you to go put on fake tattoo sleeves just I don't know something about that's really weird um, but I guess WWE had put out fake tattoo sleeves of Randy Orton's tattoos and uh, the artist Catherine Alexander uh, was like okay well that's my artwork like you can't sell what is essentially my artwork because that even is like you're selling them that as tattoos sense. yes um, was like okay can we I'm willing to work with you on something I'm willing to give you the likeness rights or whatever like, yeah but that's my artwork that you're selling technically as tattoos, even though they're costume. Um, and apparently the WWE ref uh, rep laughed in her face and said she had no grounds to make the claim. Um, and this kind of makes sense in that Orton is under contract with the WWE. In that contract, they own his likeness rights, which they can do with as they please, which in turn means they can sell the tattoo sleeves, which like I kind of it's no it is different, but it's almost no different than like putting Orton's face on a – or putting his upper torso on a shirt and selling that shirt. Right. Well, and then imagine like his mom going, I made that. Like, yeah, <laughs> I deserve rights to that. Yeah. It's a, it's a very slippery slope in terms of at what point do you no longer own your own likeness or your own body? Yeah. Because like if you're covered head to toe in tattoos, which like I know people are. I know friends that like have a ton of tattoos and mm-hmm. full sleeves and full legs. Like do – it does their body now belong to the artist that did it like in, in one no, sense you didn't like, sign a contract yeah but like in one instance like i know a person whose like husband did all of their tattoos right. so like 
does their husband now like own their legs and their arms and stuff? Like, no, I don't think so. Like that person should be able to go out and, you know, make money selling their own likeness rights if they wanted to. Uh, so it's, it's weird. Like I kind of get why you'd ask, but also you have to know, like, this isn't going to go. The, the tattoo sleeve thing does make sense to me because like, that is her art that is being sold as her art. Yeah. Like the sole purpose of that was selling the tattoo. Randy Orton being at a video game, the sole purpose of that is not the tattoo. So like I think that's going to get laughed out of court. The tattoo sleeve thing would I, maybe yeah. that would that might be a thing that WWE would just be like, yeah, we'll we'll set it, settle it so we don't have to be negative, but like I think the the gaming is just like it's a, the, the product is a game. You're not buying the fact that Randy Orton's tattooed specifically for that tattoo. Like that's a far stretch. Yeah, so um, in conjunction with the lawsuit itself, this is very similar to one in which Take-Two has already won uh, using a summary judgment, whereas basically the judge just like, I don't even need to hear this. I'm just ruling right now. I know what this is. This is ridiculous. (laughs) Um, So they won via summary judgment for the NBA 2K games where I believe it was LeBron James's tattoo artist was like, yeah, that's my work that you've put in all the NBA games. And the judge was like, Listen, you can't really tell in the video game what even is there. Like, you know they're tattoos, but, like, you can't tell what those are. If you really wanted to copy LeBron James tattoos, you'd look at a picture of LeBron James, not the game. So the game isn't somehow taking away money from you. Yeah. You're not facing damages or anything. So um, that one just got pretty much, like, thrown right out. And that was just back in March. Uh, Now, the judge in this case didn't assign a summary judgment even though wwe had asked them to um but they basically uh where was it um they rejected that um saying that take two technically copied the work so she may result in damages uh but they need to go through the actual like you know trial process to determine that let everybody make their full statement so the judge in this case wasn't uh, willing to just blanketly say like no this is stupid get out of my courtroom uh, even though it kind of is stupid. Um, so the defendants argue that the evidence establishes that the consumers do not purchase WWE 2 games because of the tattoos, which is what you were saying. Uh, but other evidence shows that consumers did purchase WWE 2K for its authenticity to wrestlers' appearances. Um, in particular, defendants admit that the consumer response is con- a consideration to their development of 2K and the design choices made. They also acknowledge that the consumers expect there to be authenticity in the video games and that WWE would have rejected Orton's video game persona if it had appeared without his tattoos or appeared with the tattoos in different spots than his actual tattoos. So, like, in WWE's defense, it says that, like, authenticity is a key, which actually helps the the prosecution in this, you know, instance. Because, like, yeah, if you just had Randy Orton with random scribbles on his arms, it wouldn't be the same. So technically you're using that person's artwork to make a more authentic randy orton or but whatever. like do they go and update these players after they get new tattoos like not in older I mean, games like, but each kevin new owens game has gotten new tattoos like yeah so like each new game would have his new tattoos not older games ultimately so they have to pay the tattoo rights every time they do i, I don't know it seems like a an odd thing to go at. i mean again sure it's not gonna hurt to try but at the same time like you're dragging your own name in the mud over something that you're probably going to lose anyway yeah and, and being the tattoo artist not being wwe yeah. uh, wwe is already a shitty name to begin with but i think in this instance they're probably in the right yeah i mean i don't i don't see this going anywhere like i don't see this no being i'm thing. surprised it's even going to court to be honest yeah so i this will probably be a settled thing yeah um if it even 
if it even needs to be like WWE doesn't have to settle. Like they've got the money to fight this. It'll probably cost them less in legal fees than it would to settle. So, you know, that's just right. How which far... is where she should just be like, all right, I'm out. Yeah. So, I mean, I get being upset that like, this is your artwork, but like you also tattooed a famous wrestler. Like you, you had to know that your work was then going to be on display and on every sort of media action figures the like like she should have put in i mean you sign a contract when you get a tattoo in general like she should have put it in there that being like all right i know orton's coming in i should put it on the contract somewhere that says like if if this is replicated in any other form of media yeah like i should get some cut of the money or something like that and then that's on orton for signing it not on the wwe yeah but wwe's technically right and they own his likeness to do with what they want yeah so yeah, I don't see this being a thing where she wins this, but I'll be interested to see what this con- – because this would have vast repercussions throughout the entertainment industry because it might mean that, like, to be an actor, you might have to have no tattoos or no visible tattoos because they'd be like, listen, we can't have you – you know, if we need to make an action figure of you, like, you can't have a sleeve of tattoos. Well, that's where Kat Von D's cover-up company, like, sells shitloads of makeup where they just cover up all, all of your tattoos. Yeah, but if, like, if all of a sudden companies were liable for the action figures that they make yeah. in their authenticity to real-life people, you'd, like, you'd be like, no, sorry, we can't – you can't be in our movie because we need to make action figures of you and – We'd have to cover up all your tattoos on screen in order to make a realistic – and sorry, we're just like, we can't do that. It's too much. I think at that point, they'd be like, we're going to put a thorn through one of the snakes. Yeah. Because now it's it – slightly. It, right. Now it's not it's, – it's a different piece of work. Like Yeah. And this is different from like a CM Punk situation where like he had a tattoo of the Pepsi logo. We're like, you can't put that in the action figure because that is a trademarked logo yeah. of somebody else. Yeah. So they always had to change that for, I think, video games and probably action figures. But that's just one piece of his larger sleeve and, like, tattoo work. As I mean, he like, also had the G.I. Joe, like, logo on him. Yeah. Which also was on the figure. But, I mean, that's a different thing. You, you don't want to fight Pepsi. Like, you'll yeah. fight G.I. Joe or Hasbro or whatever. Yeah, whoever owned it at the time. Um, so, yeah, I'll be interested to see how this uh, comes out in the long run. I mean, in the long run, too any press is good press so having her name being anywhere people were just like oh that sucks but let's go see what kind of work she has if maybe. she tattooed orton maybe she'll tattoo me and then maybe. i could say i got a tattoo the same place orton got a tattoo yeah you got to remember though this is wrestling internet where if you are anti their favorite wrestler like you're gonna get exploded with like death threats and i mean she is a female and probably get worse because wrestling internet is the worst <laughs> maybe i mean so she it, it may not be good but hopefully it does mean that she gets you know more recognition yeah I, I mean i don't think she should have done this to begin with i don't think any tattoo artist should have done this to begin with like it just seems like a dumb thing to whine about yeah but it also is not gonna necessarily hurt her business no i don't think so i would hope not to yeah uh, all right lightning round uh we've talked about resident evil coming to netflix uh in the near future the wesker kids and their dueling timelines or oh whatever uh, and whether or not that will be good or not, we'll have to wait and see. But we won't have to wait nearly as long uh, for the next Resident Evil Netflix project, which is not live action. It is, in fact, an animated movie, series, maybe movie. They, they haven't – they've they, said series they now. they said series, yeah. Uh, no amount of episodes. But Mini-series. coming in 2021, John, what do you think of the Resident Evil Netflix series? Infinite Darkness? Infinite so? Darkness. Resident Evil in, – Resident Evil, all capitalized, colon, colon infinite, infinite space, space yes. darkness. Uh, period. 
exclamation point. No, 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 anything after it, just that. Yeah, whatever um, you want. The, they, like a Netflix account in a foreign country, not America. Portugal. Portugal. Uh, posted a trailer of it, and then, like, uh, maybe a day later at uh, Tokyo Game Show, they're like, oh, yeah, that's coming. Um, so, technically, Netflix leaked its own thing, um, and then it got announced and confirmed. The trailer looks cool. It looks like a cutscene. And this yeah. isn't the first time, this is like the fifth time they've done a like cutscene movie, essentially. Uh, there's been three. three? Uh, Resident Evil Degeneration, Resident Evil Damnation, and Resident Evil Vendetta. And what I've is- seen two of those. Joe has them all. We watched one recently, and it's entertaining. They're not good. Like, I mean, the stories of the Resident Evil games aren't good either like <laughs> according to this article uh degeneration and damnation were received mostly favorable reviews they were yeah and resident evil vendetta did not fare as well yeah so it doesn't say what necessarily that means but probably just wasn't thought of as as good the last one we watched was the most recent one it had vendetta it had chris and leon in it and it was like the the lead up to the final scene was good the final scene was fucking ridiculous at one point like Levi drives a motorcycle on the top of a building and then throws it at a helicopter. It's it it was dumb. Um, yeah, Chris and Leon was uh, yeah Vendetta. Vendetta, yeah. <clears throat> um, but like the way it's presented, they look fantastic. They're really nice CGI cutscene movies. Yeah. So like, it's like I'm, an Advent Children or um, yeah yeah exactly. So I'm super down for this. Like if that's what it is. They're not gonna be. They're not gonna blow me out of the water. Like they're not gonna be f- like phenomenal, but they'll be super entertaining for sure. Yeah, and uh, like it'll probably. Be, I mean, we started the episode talking about um, Dragon's Dogma. Right? Yeah, um, I think this will be better than Dragon's Dogma. But like in the same vein of like much better. You this was just a thing that like you didn't really care about, but you're like it'll probably be bad. I'm gonna check it out, and it was serviceable at best. Yeah, this has the potential to be that, but it's in a series that you have more of a connection to which will up it to that next level of just being like it's serviceable if you don't care about resident evil if you like resident evil it's fun yeah and i think that's what you want from something like this yeah joe and i enjoyed watching those and they're not again the, the plot is not what you come for you come for the fact that you're like oh this is really decent cgi and yeah. like the action scenes are crazy and bonkers and that's now in a miniseries form i'm i'm down yeah i'm sure you'll be able to see uh plenty of leon dong because uh, they have to show you that it's for adults the, so, the movies actually weren't, I mean, granted, this is a Netflix show, so right. now they're going to throw boobs and dongs everywhere. Yeah. Um, you might have a, like, boob zombie, because, you know. Mm, of, course, of course. Or they're not zombies, they're T-virus victims. Yes. Um, or Z-virus, depending on which version of this you're going to come into. Um, so, yeah, they could do that, but they judged on the trailer alone. Yeah, it just looks like those movies, same cutscene, like, high-quality CGI yeah. Yeah, the the series will star Leon and Claire. Um, so basically, the characters from Resident Evil Two. Um, the trailer itself is just them kind of looking around in a room with a flashlight. So it definitely seems more of a horror movie than it does an action zombie shoot 'em up. So I don't know if the whole series will be like that, or if it'll just be like those smaller moments or them. I mean, it is called Infinite Darkness, yeah. so. You're not I, Vendetta. <laughs> yeah, so I would assume that it has more to do with the darkness than it does with the, you know, the shooting and exploding zombie heads. But um, again, no confirmation on a release date yet. This was just announced, but it is confirmed to come in 2021. 
also no amount of episodes listed just yet but it is a series so if it does well you could get multiple seasons we don't we don't know uh, much more beyond that um nothing I mean, in terms of i think i saw mini series so if it's four episodes long it's just movie length yeah yeah so it could be just that who, who knows we, there's not a ton of details on it right now no. same thing with uh you know no casting no directors or anything like that um though i did see that you know people behind the resident evil you know series are continuing to work with this so um yeah, it just looks like what it, what would have been the next Resident Evil CGI movie. Just yeah. is it's now episodic and on Netflix. Yeah. So uh, so yeah, we'll see. I I I would assume if I just had to venture a guess that October of twenty twenty one is probably when this will come out. You've oh really? Re- I think it's probably much closer than that. I would just think you would release it around Halloween. Like that seems like a thing that Netflix would do. Is hold it could be done now, but they might hold it until when is Village coming out? Uh, I don't think we have a release date for that yet. But that's also 2021. So maybe it could, if that's spring, maybe this is spring to be close to the game. That's kind of what I'm thinking. Like this will yeah. be out in like March. Yeah. Um, I guess we will see as we get a little bit closer to it. Maybe once they we get into the new year, they'll kind of hammer out release dates a little bit more. Yeah. Um, but Netflix usually tries to wait until a couple of months beforehand to say when the next season of a thing or the debut of a thing is coming. So yeah, you're right though. If, if Village is middle or beginning part of the year, I think this probably is the same time period if yeah. it's fall i think you save this for a hey look it's it's halloween spooky times here's a new zombie movie it's resident evil have yourself a blast yeah but i mean resident evil hasn't ever really come around other than the live action movies i don't think they really come around halloween time no but i i wouldn't put it past netflix to be like oh it's zombies oh, yeah, we it's want spooky. to put it out around. yeah exactly because that's when people want to watch a thing like no one's sitting around in the dead of summer being like you know what i really could go for zombies i mean i'm sure there are people but i feel like i I watched a zombie movie in the dead of the summer yeah alive it was great um so i yeah we'll see once we get more information we'll obviously cover that as well uh anything i missed for the lightning round not lightning round for this week's round all right well that'll do it then for the lightning round not lightning round which will do it for this week's episode of the broken clock podcast games cast remember you can find the games cast every monday morning at 9am on Google Play, iTunes, Podbean, Stitcher, and Spotify. You can also find us on Facebook and Twitter at Broken Clock Pods. Uh, so let us know what you think about Cyberpunk's Crunch Time, uh, the new Peter Parker face, uh, the Pokemon expansion release date. Are you excited to play that? Uh, what do you think about Steve being in Super Smash Brothers? What EA games are you going to play when it comes to Game Pass in November? What free game on various platforms are you excited the most to play this month? Uh, where do you fall on Randy Orton? tattoos are you think they suable or do you think that person should just stop it and what do you want to see or are you excited for the resident evil netflix series let us know on facebook and twitter at broken clock pods uh, remember we're also trying to do a bit more streaming nowadays at least i am so uh, you can check out twitch.tv slash broken clock podcast to see some of that i do have a mario 35 run up there some fall guys some call of duty alpha i'm sure when that call of duty cold war beta comes around we'll probably be playing that too october 7th yeah so, so oh maybe next week so then maybe not yeah or but, i think it's eighth yeah, yeah so we'll uh see more of that like i said uh, twitch.tv slash broken clock podcast uh but once again for the broken clock podcast games cast my name is adam and i'm johnny and thanks so much for listening wash your hands <laughs>